hold of this verse in Romans chapter 8 and verse 11. We get a hold of this verse, and I think we're going to be okay in, uh, in being able to let the other penetrate our heart today. And that, that, that song opened up the eyes of my heart, that word. A lot of times we hear it here, but it don't never get in our heart. We need something to change our heart. Change the way we think. Change the way we feel. Change the way we worship. Change the way we praise. Thank, change the way we witness. And do a work for the Lord. Uh, I, I got a little title right here. I've I, I got several titles. But getting where God wants you to be in the ministry. So many church folk, the furthest thing as their mind is, is being in the ministry. God saved you to be in the ministry. He saved you to be an instrument, just like at one time you was an instrument of unrighteousness. Now God wants you to be an instrument of righteousness. Now, does that make you good? It sure does. Because of the blood of Jesus, it makes you good. Uh, does it make you high-minded? No. It makes you humble. So humble that God would reach down his hand and, and all that murk and mire of the, that old nasty clay that you was in and redeem your soul and make you a child of the king. You got your home in glory land and ain't nothing nobody can do about it. Sin doesn't reign over your mortal body anymore. You have been redeemed, not with corruptible things that perish, but you've been redeemed, amen, by the blood of the Lamb. And I don't keep you Presbyterian. That's good preaching. Heart. Never hit your heart. Ain't never hit your heart how good God is. Ain't never hit your heart that your sin stunk in the nostrils of God. Ain't never hit your heart this morning that if you get one quarter of an inch away from grace, you hell bound. I don't care how much church you got, how many times you've been through the water baptism, it takes a baptism of the Holy Ghost of God that's going to cause you to want to do the things of the Lord. Now all we got to do is get where God's at. If we get where God's at, we're going to be fine. Now, you know, Wednesday night, I've, I've been preaching, first of all, on spiritual blessings. Things that we have as children of God. And if you're lost today, I don't want you to think you left out. It's offered to you today. But we have things, just like the other day, we had a great service here for Sister Connie's home going. And it was, it was, a, it, it was a time that the family could be comforted, sitting at Sister Laura, by the Lord. It was a sweet spirit in the house. And so people that knew the Lord, they could have the spiritual blessings of being comforted. A lost person can't get that. They can't get into that. They, don't, they, they can't. They without. And so we've been preaching on that and believing God and, and uh, that people would realize that, that we're special people in Christ. Special because the Bible said that we done been made joint heirs. We got property in glory land. We got a house built for us over there. It's not made with hands, it's made eternal. And so as I go to preach to you today, I, I kind of want to go back over to Luke, where we was in Luke chapter 5, about, about the ones that was there, Peter, them, they was washing the nets, but I, I need to get right here and see what God has for us first. Uh, the Bible a lot of times is offensive. Uh, it's offensive to me. And, it, and if you know anything about God and His holiness and what He expects out of us, it'll always be offensive to you too. 
It'll always catch you. So don't ever with us, this church or another church, don't ever bow up and get mad because you came to church and, and the Word of God whooped you because it spanks the pastor. And, but if you find out how we can get away with that, you know, I'm sure in my fleshly way, that's how I'm going with you. <laughs> and we'll just go somewhere where it don't spank on us so hard. Bible talks about it's a two-edged sword cutting to the marrow of the bone. Cuts both ways, going and coming. And that's how the Word of God is. Let's look at this verse right here. Verse 11 of Romans chapter 8. Wow. Look at that King James but. Wow. A shifting of gears. It says these words. But if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by the Spirit that dwelleth in you. I want to tell you something. After you come to know the Lord, if you never ever went to church again, if you never ever gave any tithe again, if you never told anybody about Jesus again, it would be hard, it would be hard, and you wasn't in fellowship with nobody, and you done forsake, you done forsaken all that, that God said, don't forsake the assembling together with the believers, and how iron sharpens iron, and, and you just gonna steal away, I, I've gotten saved, but actually, Brother Eddie, I never went to church. I don't see how we can take Verse 11, and agree on it. If we can just not do, and we can just do what we want to do, never have a burden to tell anybody about Jesus, never be convicted, you know, you know, I, I can make it or Sunday too without, without going to church. It'd be awful. But you know what would come to my mind? What would come to my mind is, is what are they going to think about the fact that I'm not here? I've always said it's not what, you, what you're doing for Christ, it's the fact that you don't want to do for Christ. And I want to tell you that every one of y'all under the sound of my voice, it's time right here in, in, in 2021 that we realize that God didn't just save us because heaven can't make it without us. God saved us because he loved us. He saved us and redeemed us because we couldn't redeem ourselves and we was already condemned because of our unbelief and we was headed to a devil's hell. So God created a plan. Huh. Huh. Y'all been out of church a long time, ain't you? Huh? I said God created a plan. I mean, this liberty that we have in Christ Jesus, this freedom that we have in Christ Jesus, that we can look straight at death and say, oh, death. Now, I don't know how much money y'all got. Y'all may, may have a lot of money. But you ain't got enough money to stop death coming knocking on your door. You ain't got enough money to stop cancer coming knocking on your door. You ain't got enough money if something was to happen to one of your children and God said it's time they're going to have to go on home. I don't care how small they are. It's not, you don't have enough money to make that not happen. You just don't have that kind of money. But I'm going to tell you what we do have. We got a Jesus that shed some blood on Calvary that we can call on. Look here, and he's the same. 
yesterday, today, and forever, and he loves you like crazy, and it's time you start loving him back. He done blessed you beyond measure. He done poured out his blessings upon you. David said, my cup runneth over. Are you listening to what I'm telling you? My cup runneth over. My word at the people you'll see. And they'll uh, be, you know, pray for me. You know, the children's got a situation. Pray for me. I don't know how it's going to go. I don't know if they're even going to make it. They, you know, they got a baby being born or something. We don't know how it's going to go. They, they out of a job. They, ain't got, they can't pay the bills, and God bless them with a job. And, uh, you know, they ain't got a car. ain't got a way to get around. God bless them with a car. They have cancer, and God bless them, heals them out of that cancer. They ain't got no cancer no more. We come, Sister Connie, and we, and, we, and we tell Sister Connie, can you imagine this morning waking up after God done been so good to you and said, I'm just not going to church this morning? Can you imagine? But at the same time, you've been just as blessed as Sister Connie if you've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb that God would love you so much that he would choose to save your soul. Now, now Brother Eddie, I've done that. I walk down an aisle. Nobody's going to take it from me. Brother Charlie, I remember a Sunday afternoon that you come to know the Lord. We was, we was in a in a dead queen or something. That's where we was right up here. And Charlie said, I, I felt like I was just for me or something. We got to talking to Charlie, and he was lost. And he's always been in church. He's always been faithful. His mom and daddy was faithful. He's always been in church. Going to McDonald's don't make you no hamburger. No. Oh, just because you went through a bad tree, it don't make you say but what I want to tell you, it's even further down the road that if you'll look at this scripture right here, it says, but the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead is living inside of you. That's if you've been born again. It's living, living. You know, I mean, it ain't no corpse in there. We, the Bible said we have a lively hope. Man, we, we won't never die. He that liveth and believeth in me won't never die. And not only that, it's, I know it's just mind-boggling to you. Man, I, I, you, you can say, man, I went to church all my life. Ain't nobody told me this, but listen. You have been bought. You had to be purchased. Your sin had to be purchased. And it stunk. Your sin stunk in the nostril of God. He walked off in where you at and redeemed you because by faith you knew you was going to a devil's hell and you needed Christ and he come in and gave you an eternal hope that nobody can take away. And you're going to go to heaven when you die. I know it ain't no great big thing. I know it ain't no great big thing. I said when you take your last breath, and they're going to call you dead. If you know the Lord, you're going to go to a place called heaven. And you ain't going to ever, ever die. Ain't no great big deal. If you got a mama like I got, hey, don't snag your pantyhose when I say this. But if you got a mama like I got and Chris got, 
Pam got over in glory land. Let me tell you something. When you take, and Larry got over in glory land. How many of y'all got some mamas in glory land? You take your last breath here, you're going to be with your mama for the rest of your life. You're going to be with your daddy for the rest of your life. You're going to be with all your loved ones for the rest of your life. Forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. You've ever been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb? I don't care what them crazy footloose preachers will tell you. If you've ever been redeemed, you can't be unredeemed. If you want to keep right on doing what you're doing, do not get saved. Because the Bible says, if a man be in Christ, he's a brand new creature. Old things passed away, all things become new. And all that's good. So now we got heaven. Now we're a brand new creature. Can't nobody hold nothing to the charge of our sin. It's gone. It's buried for the east and from the west. But now on top of that, don't you look at this verse. Man, why does, why that woman standing up? You know, you would ask the question, why does Billy Lemon do like he does? <laughs> yeah, I went to one of these churches before. Why folks get up and clap their hands for? Why did they do it at a ball game? Come, on. Come home, tell me y'all won. You ain't been on the field yet. <laughs> Set your tail over in the stand. That's, that's kind of like them men was done stop fishing, Brother Harris. They done got up on the, on the bank. They didn't give up. They was cleaning the nets. Jesus come to him, got up in that boat, said, boys, if we just, if we'll just get out a little bit deeper. If we'll just get out a little bit deeper. You know what I want to preach in this morning? I told Sister Tinker about it. I didn't know if they had none at Walmart, and I just didn't go through it. But I wanted to preach in a kiddie pool. I want to go get one of them little bitty pools, about this big. She said, well, they may have one that blows up. I said, well, the shallower, the better. Because I'm realizing, listen here, we just don't take the time to let it enter into our heart. The Bible says, it says, eyes ain't never seen, ears ain't never heard, neither has it entered into the heart. You know why it ain't entering your heart? Because you ain't never thought spiritual. Come on. Boy, Wednesday night, I was telling how blessed we was. I said, y'all look so much better than y'all did when y'all first started coming here. I said, we was a homeless looking bunch around here. Boy, look how good you're looking now. But you know what I really thought about? Brother Harris, I said to your wife, I said, Linda, you're really looking better. You're looking a whole lot better than when your husband was laying at our hospital yeah. and Brother Harrison flatlined across there. She done throw that head on my shoulder. Sister Connie, you're looking a whole lot better than you did that yeah. night when we done had them hankers up there and they were so, she done had one in her hand. Gonna go tell the doctor, doctor, you say what you want to, but I done been healed in Jesus' oh. name. I'm telling you, it's time for the church to walk out a little deeper than we'd have been walking. And if you don't want to do that, there's plenty of frozen churches around here and I already know you're headed that way. You don't have to get mad, you're already mad. You don't have to get upset, you're already upset. Why? It's because your God is you. You got no intention of stepping out any deeper. You can stand in a little old kiddie pool and say, well, I really thought it was real when I walked down. Well, praise God, I hope it is. But what you really need to know is you ain't your own no more. Now, you go get your theologian, you go get your professor, you go get who you want to, but I'm going to show you in a King James Bible, and it's probably in the non-inspired version. 
The NIV. It's probably even in that one. <laughs> when you get saved, you ain't your own no more. You ain't your own. No longer I to live. Boy, we love in verses. We love in verses, man. We, we can just let it all hang out. So once saved, always saved. That ain't in the Bible. But I'm going to tell you what is in the Bible. The what is in the Bible said, when I save somebody, not only I give them a home in glory land, and not only, look here, I make them a brand new creature, but I'm going to come truck driver, and I'm going to live inside you. He's going to dwell in Now, if we go back right here, I can't, I can't help but go back. I can't help but go back to the very first verse. And, and I want to show you something that what it says. Now, I had a preacher one time just because he was learning, and this was said. And, and we like, I would like it. I would like it. And it says these words in the first verses of Romans chapter 8. It says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. And he, he come to understand it later. And what he said, he said, it's period. He said, period. Can I get your attention one more time? Can I get your attention about five minutes? I'll let you go in five minutes. Look, it said, there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. I done done what the Bible told me to do. But did you come like the Bible said you're going to come? The Bible said, except Jesus said, except the Father which sent me draw you, you just can't get saved any kind of way you want to. We done had people come in there all kind of ways. Want to propose to a lady. I knew this nut come in here one time. He wanted a wife so bad. He had some rings with him. He said, I'm going to do two things today. I said, what you going to do? He said, well, I got this ring here. He said, I got this ring because the first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to get saved today. And, he, and then he said, I, then I'm going to take this ring and I'm going to propose to this woman. Well, I don't know about salvation, but I know he didn't get that woman. <laughs> People just think, man, I just do whatever. You know, I, I just go down there. You know, I, I just, I'm just going to go down there. You, you got to realize something. When you give your life to Christ, he got it. You're talking about wearing you out. You're talking about staying on you. He'll stay on you. So that's where we as America a lot of time in our churches, that's the reason why sin is rampant. That's the reason why so many things are going on because the church don't know what it raised up. Let me tell you something. It ain't Biden's fault. He can't make two sentences. It can't be his fault. But I'm going to tell you whose fault it is. The fault is, is the folks in the, sitting in the church pews, look here, they're supposed to be making a stand for God to sit down, and in Amos chapter 6, it says, woe to those that are at ease in Zion. Now you go on somewhere where they just kind of step in that kiddie pool for you, and they just say, man, it's just so precious you here. You know what your pastor said? You better be glad you're here. Huh. Chad. Your pastor always said, boy, you better be glad you made it. Come on. So why? Because he chastises those he loves. Yes. 
Huh, you better be glad you was listening. Because <laughs> if you don't, you don't want him getting your attention. Maybe y'all didn't have a mom and daddy. Like I had mama say, just wait till daddy gets home. Let me tell you something. If an earthly father knows how to give gifts, the Bible said, how much more a heavenly father? You think God would let you be his son or daughter and do whatever you want to do? Wow. You know what I get thinking? Boy, I'm sure glad God don't give me what I deserve. Man, you know why I'm so excited about church today? Because I've had sin in my life all week and you have too. I've had thoughts I didn't need to have, and you have too, Mr. Sanctified. Let me tell you something. One inch, one inch. He said, be holy as I'm holy. Let me tell you something. You're sinning just all the time, just a wrong thought you would have. And you don't tell me you know for a fact how holy he is. Jesus said, draw nigh to me, and I'll draw nigh to you. You mean to tell me that you all that saved? That means you're the closest one to Jesus in here? It was said one time, told a man, said, I heard that you was the closest man to God that there is in the whole wide world. I heard you was that man. What do you got to say about it? He said, well, all I know is, is when I got up this morning, I hated sin. Worse than I ever had in my life. When we start hating sin, when we start going, look here, when we start getting, when it starts offending our spirit, mm-hmm. when sin appears and we, we start going to battle with that sin and we realize that every day that we get up in Ephesians said you got to put on the whole arm of God. When we start realizing you've got an adversary, you've got an adversary, the devil. He's like a roaring lion and he's, and he's just walking to and fro, seeing who he can devour. You said, now, brother, it, 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 you know, there's something just won't happen to me. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Anything can happen to you. Yeah, Anything can happen to you. You can get in a wrong situation. Don't never think. The Bible said, he that thinketh he stand, take heed lest you fall. If we really knew how powerful, how much God loves us, and how we ought to serve him every day of our life, we would come out of the house talking to the devil. You lying devil, you. Don't you even start me today. I'm going to bust you right between your eyes in the name of Jesus. I'm going to speak Jesus' name about every two minutes on you. I'm going to be in constant prayer. Every chance I get, I'm just going to thank him all day long for what he done done for me. I'm just going to praise him that he would redeem somebody like me. Don't think. Don't think of yourself more highly. The Bible said you ought Take it in your heart how good God is. So therefore, there is therefore no condemnation of them which are in Christ Jesus. It's not a period. Matter of fact, there's a bunch of pages. A whole bunch of them. It's a comma. Don't want this preach. Boy, ain't it going to feel good? I say, hey. If you're in Christ Jesus, if you don't walk down an aisle, hey, if you don't shook the preacher's hand, ain't no condemnation, man. You got a grace card, don't worry about it, man. You can't out sin grace. See, that's using the Bible to mislead somebody. Are you ready? You sit, don't you? There ain't no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Come. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. 
Now, how much you need grace now? Was you walking in the Spirit when you came into church today? I believe I done read over in Psalms. He's supposed to enter his gates for praise. Huh? <laughs> Come on. And some thanksgiving. No words. You're supposed to get out there in the pulpit and say, wait a minute, honey. I'm going to need about 10 minutes before I go in. Man, I, I, I've also always want, want us to have one of them things that come through that ding or whatever. Or, you know, you go out of Walmart, got something in your, in your cart. That's so embarrassing. That, that thing go off on you. Like, oh, my. I, I didn't mean to steal nothing. I don't know what I didn't get. You know, you got that gun and you're going around in your cart. And I guess you done missed something that ain't got you. Then here comes somebody that knows you're good. You got me. Woo. You know what? I want it feels like the Lord on the Lord's day. When we get up and we come to church because we've been born again by the blood of the Lamb. Amen. And we walk in here and we got everything that's on our mind. Amen. And we really don't never praise Him. We don't never worship Him. And I, I see all the signs that says, come worship with us. Yeah. Come worship with us. Come, come worship. You're welcome to come and worship with us Sunday. So the scripture is saying there ain't no condemnation. First of all, in, in verse 11, it says, But if the Spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies. Don't you think I... When we get to heaven, you reckon the Lord... I'm going to say a big word here. Hope I get this right. I'm not going to get it right because I, I can't even make my tongue do that. I... Ventriloquist. Thank y'all. Got them strings. Woo! It's going to be so good and glory. Man, to see all them frozen chosen that get in glory just by grace, of course. And, and, and when God is going to have them strings on them, and boy, there they go. Boy, they just going to be going. What are you doing? I ain't doing it. <laughs> Won't you put your hands out? I can't. <laughs> That's where it ought to be when the Holy Ghost of God saved you. It ought to be where you got your hands up and said, I can't help it. So won't you quit it? Said, I can't. The people be happy to go set up under some preaching this morning. And if the Holy Ghost of God don't even show up, it don't matter. Packing them out. Going to give you five steps how to be a better person. Being a better person than reaching heaven. Amen. You got to get bought. Your sins got to be paid for. Watch this right here. We move along, we by through. It says these words. Who walk not after flesh, but after spirit. For the law of the spirit of life of Christ has made us free from the law of sin and death. Hmm. And that's something. For what the law could not do, and though it was weak through flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. The Bible said over in 1 John, if you say you ain't got no sin, you're a liar. Then it made the word a liar. So not only God saved you, and what a powerful thing that was when he saved us, Brother David. Man, I mean, I talk to people, what did it feel like? That's all, man, Brother Eddie, I can't explain it. Whew. 
And I'll see people, you know, it looks like to me they, they're having a good time in the Holy Ghost, you know, like praise God. You just don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I've been involved in. Well, it don't matter, but what I'm trying to tell you is it's gone. It's gone. The Bible said we, we don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. And the law was weak, but God sent in his son condemned sin in your flesh. He, he condemns sin that's in your flesh. He, he's done away with it like, like it ain't even there. <laughs> it's like you came to church this morning and somebody else was worshiping. You looked over and you thought it was a pony show you that like. Like a tennis match, really. Well, let it shout now. Not involved. You can't get involved. You can't get involved. Because the Holy Spirit of God don't dwell in you. If the Holy Spirit of God... Brother Larry, can you imagine going to something for Connor and they recognizing Connor? You're sitting over on the third row in your sleep? I mean, they're recognizing your grandson. And somebody said, well, somebody wake Larry up. They, they, they call him. They've been talking about his grandson. He's over snoring. <laughs> you know, a whole lot of folks like, but boy, when I get to heaven. Oh, Michael Holmes, there's a whole lot of folks that, boy, when I get to heaven. When I get to heaven. Woo! When I get to heaven, I'm here to tell you, I'm going to shout up and down in the streets of gold. Boy, when I see Jesus, I'm going to do all these things. See that spirit after eyes ain't seen. I tell you all the time, ears never heard. I tell you all the time, neither has the inner heart of man. See, let me tell you something. The Baptist ain't going to heaven. You ready to go? The Presbyterian ain't going to heaven. The folks that belong to Christ's church ain't going to heaven. Those that have the Holy Ghost of God dwelling inside of them are going to heaven. Boy, when I said that first statement, I, I thought I was going to leave about 50, 60, really. I love you. Ain't no denomination going to get you there. Oh, may I read verse 5, if you don't mind. For they which are after the flesh, they do mind the things of the flesh. But they which are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. I lost myself right there, but I think I got it right. Yeah. Look at verse 6. You know why? For to be carnally minded in a church house, the day of the Lord, let's go praise Jesus. Let's go, let's, 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 let's just come together and let's just, it's just a hospital for us sick folks that, that, that we, that a holy God has done saved us, done redeemed us. We got a home in glory. Now we didn't learn today, not only that, that was good enough. Our sins are gone. We got a home in glory. We ain't gonna never die. But while we're living, 
Jesus himself done jumped up inside you. And it's good songs. It's one of my favorite songs. We'll sing, and he walks with me. You better hope he's walking with you. And he talks with me. I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on. Boy, they just such precious songs. Victory in Jesus. Whoa, victory. Man, you ain't just anybody. You've been saved by the blood of the Lamb. You have victory through Christ Jesus. Look here. And he will supply everything you want. There's, there's nothing that you can't have. If you can serve God with it. The Bible said you have not because you ask not. Call upon me and I will answer thee and I will show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. You know the reason why? We don't want to make that deal at that table that Kaylee talked about. We want all of heaven, but we don't want to die. You got to die to get heaven. You got to die to get freedom. You got to die. It's not a weekend thing. It's not a Sunday morning thing. It's not a Sunday night thing. It's not a Wednesday night thing. I went to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night before I ever received the Holy Ghost. I tied before I ever received the Holy Ghost. I wanted to work on things at the church. Whoopee for me. I was still on my way to the devil's hell. Now let me listen to you. Listen to me, church. Because I love you so much. It's just in my mind, I thought it was a good thing because I've been raised that way to carry my children to church and be in church and to give and, and to be a worker. You want to watch the church down? I'm in. Y'all not going to do nothing without me. I'm in. Y'all want to go visiting on Tuesday night? I'm in. i tell you something. If I could do that and wanted to, wanted to, didn't have Christ, Brother Randy, dwelling in me. See, Brother Randy, when you started coming here to Christ Church, there's probably a lot of folks said, well, he's out there. That ain't going to last long. But he didn't know, yeah, you was out here. But Jesus was inside. When Brother David Livingston here started coming, probably said, well, he's out there. It's just a political thing. We done seen folks come. He asked me the other day, said, you proud of me, Brother Ed? I'm on one stage with you. <laughs> oh, man, they all, when they're running for something, they all want to speak in your pulpit, don't you, Brother Larry? Brother David said, are you proud of me? I said, I stayed. <laughs> I stayed, thank God. But see, it ain't hard when you've got Christ living inside of you. As Kaylee comes to the piano, I want to ask you something. You're not having no problem serving God. Amen. And it's time. If this bunch right here decides they're going to serve God and they get in the ministry and they do what in Luke chapter 5, what Jesus was trying to tell Peter, look here. Now, I done showed you about catching fish. But I'm going to teach you about fishing for men. I'm telling you, all the way from this front row, all the way back, all the way through these, all the way around yonder, there ain't a one of y'all can't have an effect on somebody to be at church next Sunday. 
What they going to get when they come here? Well, you're going to love on them. You're going to introduce them to somebody else. And they're going to hear about Jesus that will forgive them their sin. And you know what? The Bible said, he that winneth souls is wise. And you won't never, never, ever You know why this brother right here is here? Brother Daniel? Who on Wednesday night we done prayed for in the name of Jesus? Yes. Amen. He, he got this thing here he's pushing around all the time. He done been talking to a doctor where God may use that doctor to help him and God's going to bring some healing that one day he may not need this thing. Oh, Brother Eddie. Oh, Brother Eddie. Oh, bro, oh, Brother Eddie. God, Brother Eddie, you believe in miracles? If he saved your soul, I'll believe in one. <laughs> I know it was a miracle when he come to me at that Assembly of God church when I was 27 years old. Billy Wayne, it was a miracle when he saved your soul. It was a miracle when he saved your soul. Yes, I believe in miracles because the Bible said he's absolutely the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know what this brother got now? He got him a church family. He ain't not nobody. He last one to leave. <laughs> On Wednesday night, I almost had to beg him, like, y'all just got to cut off the lights. I got to go. <laughs> you know why he's here? Why are you here? Because I feel like this is where God's put me. And who invited you? The Lord. And who's the lady that invited you? Oh, uh, Look at her. Yeah. See her back there? Yep, that's the one. Is that her? That's her. You sure? Is she wearing green? Sister Sherry. You know why he's been in church all this time? Because one somebody had a heart. And so you know what? I think our church is not a church for you, Brother Daniel. You don't think you can't make a difference? Look what God has done. You know the greatest joy there is in the world? is having something to do with somebody giving their life to Jesus. That's the greatest joy. The greatest joy. Hey, you can't get somebody, got a lot of money, come to church, go get the poorest you got and bring them. Witness to them. Love on them. You know how to get them saved? The Bible said love covers a multitude of sin. Love does. You know what you really have to do? Hold yourself now, I ain't cussing. Yet. <laughs> what it really means is, if you're spiritual enough, God could use you to love the hell out of somebody. That's right. Love that hell that they're going to, that they think they love so much, and they can't give up. And if I get saved, I, I can't have this hell no more. I can't have what the devil wants me to do more. And I can't have, but God can use you. I wonder how, I heard it said one time, and I got to close. The next thing to dying and going to hell was to stand before the Lord and thinking you're saved and hadn't had one person that you've ever led to Christ. Is that too stout? Y'all call me this afternoon, and am I preaching too hard? 
Man, we ought to have an amen. I mean, you know, when I say that, that's elementary. You ain't got to go to no Bible class. I mean, shoot, if I get a good bowl of banana pudding, somebody come by and say, man, you got to get you some of this. If I, got a, if I get a good old German chocolate cake, I was like, man, you better sit down here and eat some of this. Let me tell you something. Ain't nothing I've ever tasted right here like it was when the Bible said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Kim, when Jesus come in my heart and all that sin was gone, there ain't nothing that tastes that good. I don't even count preaching is working. <laughs> I got to go. Man, I'm just so honored. Man, I, I, I'm like Paul was when King Agrippa come to him. I, I just like, Lord, you going to let me preach again today? Hallelujah. <laughs> I mean, I know I didn't do that good last time. You going to let me do it again? I'm like, okay, I'll do it again. I'll do it again. I mean, I'm the next thing to the guy with the water hose that I always want to change the transmission. And all I'm doing is what you're supposed to be doing. Let's stand. Lord, how do we know? How do we know there's somebody here today that's living in condemnation? They're living in condemnation.